Good evening and welcome back. Today is Father's Day, so we are just doing a live stream. We don't have people here, teens here. Uh, but I wanted to continue to, to give a message every week. And, and I know that we are, again, like the whole last series was about, we're starting to get back to this sense of normalcy. But there's still a, a ways to go and we still shouldn't just be happy with normal. And so even though this series is about something different, it's about wisdom. That is part of it. It's knowing that the more wisdom you gain, the more kindness you show, the more loyalty you show, the more heart you show, all of that matters. And all of that comes from wisdom because you learn to discern that your actions matter. You learn to discern that, that what you do, how you treat people, how you talk about people matters. And so far in this series, we talked about wise up. That was the first week when we talked about Solomon asking for wisdom and how he was given all of the wisdom in the world, basically. Like, he was so wise. He was the wisest person ever. Uh, and, and yet, he still allowed himself to uh, go astray because he started to, to take it for granted. He started to take God for granted. He started to take everyone for granted. And where he started by saying, hey, uh, God, please grant me the wisdom to rule my people, to help my people, to help them with their judgments, to help them with their lives, to give them better lives, it went slower and slower and slower, and eventually it went all the way to, yeah, I'm the king, I do what I want. Uh, I don't care what God says, I don't care what these people want, I just do what I want. And so he got so caught up in that, that he turned away from God. And so it's important to know that even though we're always seeking wisdom, it's, it's vital, like we talked about last week, uh, to know that there's never this point where you have too much. And we talked about your best route last week, uh, about how as you gain wisdom, you learn not to rely on your own understanding. That doesn't mean you never make decisions. It doesn't mean that, that you ask God about every little literal thing, such as brushing your teeth, like what toothpaste to use. When I say ask him to direct your paths, I mean about the things that you uh, have actual questions about. And in the grand scheme of things, Toothpaste doesn't matter. And now, don't stop using toothpaste, but as far as what brand or when you brush your teeth or uh, whether you eat an apple or an orange, like those things are basic. But when you're talking about uh, how to respond in a situation, how to uh, talk to someone else about something, how to share, how to love, how to grow, all of those things, he will help you direct uh, your paths. He will do that and give you the right way. And that's what we talked about, how GPS will sometimes go wrong. And I talked about my little story, and I'm not going to repeat it, but not fully lost in the woods, but very close. And yet with God, he doesn't get lost. He knows where we're going and he helps us. And so we just have to continue seeking that. Uh, this week it's called Reflect, because I want to talk about how we reflect God, but also how what we do, what we say, even the friends that we have, that reflects who we are. Now, obviously, and I think I said this last week, obviously, uh, you're never going to make everyone happy. Like, no matter what, you can do everything right all of the time. You can make every right decision. You can constantly go to God just all of the time and, and truly follow him. And you should. But even in that case, there's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people that hate you. There are going to be people that don't listen. There are going to be people that think you're wrong even when you're right. All of those things are true. And yet, you do your best, and you keep following, you keep showing. And so it's important to know that while what you do, what you say, how you treat people does reflect who you are, you don't judge it by what they say, what, what they're doing. You judge it by the fact that you're doing your best, by the fact that you're gaining wisdom, by the fact that you're giving things to God. And so I want to start with, with the friendship part. I want to start with Proverbs 27, 1 through 6, and I'm going to jump to verse 17. Uh, don't brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring. 
Let someone else praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but the resentment caused by a fool is even heavier. Anger is cruel and wrath is like a flood, but jealousy is even more dangerous. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And then jumping to 17, as iron sharpens iron, uh, so a friend sharpens a friend. So at first glance, like as I read those, it, it may not seem like they all tie together. Like some of them were about friends and some of them were about an open rebuke and some of them were about uh, not bragging about tomorrow, but they all go into who you are and they all go into the people you surround yourself with. And so just to start with that first one, uh, with don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about the fact, and the first week actually, about the fact that if you get too overconfident and you want to have confidence, that's good, and that's something that I struggle with a lot. But you want to be confident in your decisions because you're basing them on God. You're basing them on your, your relationship with Him. And so that brings with it some confidence. And if you don't feel it in yourself, you feel it in Him. And so you go from there. But when you start bragging about tomorrow, and you're like, for example, hey, you know what? I, made, I just really studied and I nailed this test and I'm going to blow everybody away tomorrow. Like, there's a big difference between being confident, like, I'm, gonna, I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to get the best grade that I can, and, you know, using that to mock other people. And that goes into your friendships, because the more you, even jokingly sometimes, talk to your friends about stuff like that and just put yourself above them, uh, it, or put yourself above other people, that sinks in. Now, with friends, especially close friends, obviously you joke around and you say things and you, you are cruel to each other sometimes, but in a fun way and all that stuff, I get that. But when you're truly bragging, and again, there's a difference between joke bragging and all of that, but when you're truly bragging, you're kind of taking it away from God. Um, one of the things, one of the main stories that we know in the Bible, one of the most uh, common, one of the most well-known, one of the most beloved stories is David versus Goliath. And that's Solomon's dad, David. When he killed Goliath, he could have said, I got this. Like, I killed him. And everyone there would have been like, yeah, you did. And people were already singing songs about him. That's why Saul hated him, among other things. But he could have been like, I did this. I did this myself. And yet God was there, but I killed him. I'm awesome. I'm going to take the rule. And I'll talk to God still. But I'm the best. And tomorrow I'm going to lead Israel into to the next battle. I'm just going to keep winning. That's not what happened. It is good to uh, celebrate your victories, small, big, everything in between. But again, there's a fine line between celebrating your victories and keeping track of them. And again, that's good. That's part of confidence and using that to make other people feel bad. And too often, that's what we kind of do. We start to uh, maybe even mid-sentence, like we start out saying, yeah, this is good, and I'm so happy. And it gets into, as you see how people react, or maybe somebody doesn't give you the reaction you want, it gets into, yeah, and you get louder and louder and more and more confident and more and more overconfident, and it just makes them feel bad. And so that's what this is saying. It's like, hey, don't brag about tomorrow. Because you're there for your friends, and they're there for you. And again, you don't have to hide your accomplishments. You don't have to hide your pride. But, but you do have to be aware of how you treat other people. Um, and this can go a little bit, now I can take this a little different way. Uh, I'm not superstitious. And yet, if I am winning something, or a team I like is winning something, I will not say anything. Uh, if, if IU, well, when IU was doing really well this past football season, 
and they're getting ready to play Ohio State. And then, you know, they lost that. I expected them to lose that. It was very close. That was awesome because Ohio State's a great football team and, and we're just on the up. That next game, it was a big game because it mattered, you know, what we did. It mattered uh, how we did it. And, and I, I would not allow myself to say, yeah, I'm so glad for this season. Even during a game or even during a video game, I won't allow myself to say, oh, man, I've won three straight Fortnite matches or, or I've done this or I've done that. And it is less about not being braggy, which is, you know, a good thing, and more about, yeah, I don't want to jinx it. And so I'm not saying that either. What I'm saying is be sure of yourself, but more so give that glory to God. And because it's who you are, because you want to be humble, because that's we're called to be humble, but also because you want to surround yourself with people that are like-minded, people that, that have that faith, people that, that will lift you up, and you lift them up. And so this says, hey, you know, let other people lift you up. Let other people say things like that. Let other people tell you when you've done something well. Let other people tell you when, when that's going. And, and, you know, don't let it go too far. But it goes on. Uh, you, like I said, let someone else praise you. And make sure that you are other people's cheerleader. Like when you have a friend who is constantly lifting you up, that's awesome. But don't get so used to that that you don't return the favor. And sometimes uh, we have different views of what success is. So when I was growing up, my great-grandma was very strict. And so she expected, not wanted, not hoped for, expected straight A's. Like it wasn't like, hey, do your best. It was get straight A's. And so I got straight A's. And so, you know, I was blessed in that I didn't have to study all that much. I could just go and do the work and I was good. But that uh, is not the same standard that someone else may have had. Because your best in school, like your best in math, for example, it may be an A. Somebody else's best may be a B, a C, even a D. That doesn't mean that you're better than them. It doesn't even mean that you're smarter than them. It means that we all have different gifts. We all have different bests. And so, you know, be aware of that with how you praise other people. And read the room, so to speak. If one of your friends does something and they're so happy with it, don't be like, oh, I did that last week. That sucks. We do that all the time. Uh, and then as this goes on, it talks more and more about uh, anger is bad. Anger is cruel. Uh, wrath is like a flood, like giving into revenge, giving into hatred. All of that stuff is bad. Jealousy is even more dangerous. That's crazy. Uh, I've heard it said, and you could argue this. I'm pushing the podium off of the little platform here. I've heard it said that pride is the root of all sin. And different theologians have different ideas. But pride and jealousy in many ways go hand in hand because you get so sure of yourself that you fall into envy. That you, because you know, you're so sure of yourself or you're so proud, overly proud, like the bad proud, that, that you're like, oh, well, they're getting the glory that I should have. You know, they got the job that I should have. They got the grade that I should have. They got the girl, the boy, whatever that I should have. And you start thinking like that, not like, hey, how can I do my best? It's like, how can I do better than them? This is politics. This is celebrity. This is life a lot of the time. People go by how they can be above other people, not how they can do their best. And so this is saying, hey, watch out for that. And again, this ties into the friends that you have around, them, around you. Because if you have friends that, that promote that for you, and they're yes men, so to speak, where it's like everything you say, it's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, you're so awesome. You're perfect. It might feel nice. I don't know, I've never had that. It might feel nice. But in the long run, that's going to hurt you. 
That's not being a good friend. Now, I'm not saying they should be the opposite and like go against you on everything, but to be honest, uh, one of the things that bothers me the most, and this is going to go into the as iron sharpens iron, is I see a lot in, in today's world of people saying, well, I cut so-and-so out because they're toxic, or I'm going to block everybody that, that is toxic, or I'm going to only have people around me that aren't toxic, and that word gets overused. Now, if you have people that are truly toxic, and I'm talking abusive, I'm talking verbally abusive, or physically abusive, or any kind of abusive, or I'm talking constant negativity towards you, that's a different thing than what I'm saying. And too often people don't mean that, they mean anybody that disagrees with me sometimes. They mean anybody that votes differently than me. They mean anybody that thinks differently than me. They mean anybody that tells me no. And if you cut everybody out of your life that tells you no, if you cut everybody out of your life that's willing to say, hey, you're not doing the right thing, you're basically setting yourself up for failure. You're basically setting yourself up to, to be hurt. You're basically setting yourself up to lose. And, and so that's the whole deal with iron sharpens iron. You want people around you, not that are over negative, and not that are over positive, but that are honest, that are truthful with you. And forget about all those, those catch words like toxicity and everything else, and just think, are they honest with me? And there's a way to be honest kindly, there's a way to be honest gently, and that's good, and you know your friendship, you know all of that, and yet you want people not to say you're dumb all the time, not to say you're wrong all the time. If anybody tells you you're stupid ever, like in a serious way, that's wrong. And if they constantly are trying to make you feel bad about that, if they're constantly not helping you but trying to make you feel bad, yeah, that's toxic. But also what is toxic is if they're constantly trying to make you feel like you're perfect. If they're constantly saying, hey, you're right, you're always right, everything you say is right, everything you do is right, you're so perfect. That's dumb. No one in the world is always right. I make fun of politics a lot. Uh, I'm not going to name specific people, but you could probably think of people who have ran for different offices all over the place who have clearly been told that they're always right. And they show that with how they talk. You can think of people in your life, maybe. You can think of athletes, of celebrities, of just people who have always been told they're always right and never been questioned and, and never been critiqued, not criticized, but critiqued. And maybe it's because they just cut everybody out that did, but that's how you fail. That's how CEOs get in trouble. That's how people lose themselves. That's how you stop reflecting who you truly are because you start to think, yeah, everything I do is right. That's what Solomon's deal was. He started out saying, I want people to tell me when I'm wrong. I want people to tell me when I'm right, and I want people to tell me when I'm in the middle, and I want people to, to do that so I can gain wisdom, so I can discern that. And God, I want you to definitely be with me. And it went to people, because he's the king, saying, yeah, you're so awesome. That's so amazing. And he did do well, but they pumped him up. And so he turned away from God. And I, I want to go back to this real quick before I go on to the next part. I am not saying to only have people around you that constantly criticize you, because that's not it. I criticize myself enough, believe me. What I'm saying is, for your friends, your closest friends, you want that honesty. You want people who are willing to look you in the eye and say, you shouldn't sneak out because this is going to happen or this might happen. You want people to look you in the eye and say, hey, have you thought about this? And absolutely, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, that's a good job. Or, yeah, that's right, I agree. But if they're constantly saying, man, you're so right. Again, this sounds good, especially at your guys' age. And I know some adults watch this, but for the most part, your teens and, and at your age, 
right now it feels like nobody cares what you think. I get that. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again and again and again because it's true. Uh, you're at this weird age where half the people in your life are basically saying, hey, grow up and be mature. And the other half of the people in your life are saying, yeah, your opinion doesn't matter. You're just a kid. Stay a kid. And that's very confusing and it's very hard. And so when you have people who come up and they're like, yeah, you're so right. Let's go do whatever you want. That's very tempting. You see, the thing about temptation is that it feels good. Like people aren't tempted by things that hurt or things that suck. People are tempted by things that can hurt them, but it's because it appears good. I think last week I used the example about having ice cream for every meal. Like, that's tempting because ice cream's good. But it's not going to work out in the long run. And so constantly being pumped up, it feels good for a while. But eventually you stop even asking. You stop caring what other people think. And again, I get that some people are toxic and some people are neg over negative and some people are mean and some people try to hold you down. I'm not saying that. I'm saying honesty. Have your best friends, the people around you, being honest. And that's why it says, as iron sharpens iron. To sharpen iron, like let's say you have an iron sword uh, because you're about to go to battle in medieval times or fantasy world or whatever else. Uh, not just in regular life. Please don't do that. But you have some, an iron sword. You use some kind of iron thing. I don't know nomenclature, but some kind of iron thing to sharpen it because it sharpens iron. It's simple. It makes sense. If you have friends who are like-minded, not that think everything you think, not that are exactly like you, but that want to do their best also, that have a similar faith, that have a similar goal set. Again, not that you all want to be the same profession, but that you want to do your best. You want to go forward. You want to help people. You want to help each other. That's going to sharpen you. Uh, I used to be a huge wrestling fan. I was just talking this morning uh, to somebody about how me and my friends were very stupid and we used to uh, practice WWF stuff. And I'd like to say that was when I was a kid, but it was when I was in high school and college. And I've taken several steel chair shots and it is what it is. Uh, but my point and the steel chair, chair shots I've taken made me go off topic a little bit. But I used to be this big WWF fan. And it used to be WWF. Uh, and so for, there was this period of time, and I'm not going to go too far into this because I know most people don't care, but there was this period of time where WCW, which was another wrestling organization, they got Hogan and they got Bret Hart and some other people, and you don't have to know them, that's fine. Just imagine them getting really good wrestlers from the other side. And so they started to get ratings high on TV. And then WWE, they had to go harder and harder and do more and more and just build more stories and everything else to get better ratings. And it was this war for years where it was just back and forth and they were both competing for viewers and there's only so many viewers so they were competing for dollars and all of that, just like life. But then WWE won. And it's good to win. Believe me, I love winning. And they won. And so WCW went out of business and they bought it and they brought everybody in. And then most people would say that's kind of the worst time in WWE history because they didn't have any competition. There's nobody to sharpen them. They just did whatever they wanted. They had all the ratings because there was nothing else against them. You see this with TV shows. You see this with sports teams. When you have everything and you're at the top, sometimes you stop trying. It's like, well, it always works. I have as much wisdom as I ever need. 
But when you have people around you that will tell you the truth, that make you better because they try their best too, that sharpens you. And it sharpens them. And that's what friendship is about. That's what life should be about. That's what Christianity should be about. Making each other better. Not competing to get the most uh, salvations. Not competing to get the most people in church. That's, you know, you want to bring people to church. You want to help people get saved. But not because of the competition. But being like, man, you know, they're doing their best. I want to do my best. Or, man, how did they do this? They're better at that than me. I'm going to ask for help. Like those types of things. That's good. Go on to the next part. This is Proverbs 27, uh, 12 through 14. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly uh, on and suffers the consequences. A loud and cheerful greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. So again, those two things don't seem to go together. But when you are doing your best... When you're being the best you, again, you're never going to be perfect, but when you're doing your best, it's going to come off by some people that you try too hard. Uh, I've mentioned Fortnite before. It's in the nomenclature. You guys know it. It's in the lexicon, whatever you want to say. People know that it's a game, even if you've never played it. There's something I hear people say sometimes, like if somebody just tries really hard, they call them tryhards. And it's annoying sometimes. Some people do cheat on there, but... It's because they try hard. And you could argue Fortnite while you try hard. Whatever, I like to win. It is what it is. I'm not a try hard believer. But that shouldn't be an insult. Uh, there's another thing. This is ridiculous to me. But if you watch college sports, pro sports some too, but especially college basketball, when a team beats the number one team, uh, you hear fans chant overrated. And it's like, yeah, we're insulting you. You're overrated. You're People thought you were better than you are, and we beat you. That's an insult to yourself. Like, to question someone else's effort, that's dumb. And this is, that's what this is saying. It's like, hey, people are going to question your effort. Doesn't matter. You do your best. You, if you're a morning person, be a morning person. You don't have to force everybody else around you to be a morning person. Please don't, because I'm not. But if you're a morning person, good. If you go to the gym, good. If you study more than other people, good. Do your best. People are going to trash it because you're doing your best. People are going to trash you for being a better person, for being a better Christian. You can't base it on that. You just have to do your best. It's not about what other people think. The other thing is it foresees danger. And it's like, how does that tie in? Well, sometimes we get so caught up in what other people think, we start to focus on that more than everything else and we stop thinking well am I heading for a fall or what's going to happen should I plan and and it's important not to worry too much about the future that's in the Bible all over the place but what you should do and what I try to do and fail sometimes because I over worry is hope for the best plan for the worst and I'm not saying sit at home and be like okay what's every bad case scenario that could happen this year this week I'm saying live your day Try not to look too far ahead, but also think about the consequences of what could happen. Think about the consequences of if you don't try hard, if you don't do your best. Think about the consequences of if you say this, if you send that email, if you send that text, if you don't study. Think about your consequences. Not to the, part, the point that it stops you from doing everything else and all you do is sit there and worry. But to the point you're like, okay, I'm going to do my best. What would happen if this happens? And you go forward. You plan. You do your best. That's 
I say that all over the place because that's part of wisdom is doing your best. Uh, the last part here. This is uh, chapter 27, 19 through 22. As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. Just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desire is never satisfied. Uh, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. You cannot separate fools from their foolishness, even though you grind them like grain with mortal and pestle. So basically, fool is used a lot in Proverbs, because Solomon may have been wise, he's maybe kind of mean sometimes. But just to start at the end there, one of the things that you hear, one of the things you see, maybe one of the things you do is uh, part of temptation, part of growing up, you start to think, well, I really like this person, but they are against everything I'm for. Uh, they're not a Christian, and, and they, they do all of this stuff. They, they maybe drink, they do drugs, whatever else, and it's like, I don't like that, but they're cute. And so what's the harm in dating? Well, that's where you think ahead. And the thing I've heard most from tennis coach, pastoring, everything else, adults, teens, kids, not kids necessarily, adults, teens, I can change them. I can change them. Yeah, I know that dating them isn't a good idea, or I know that going there isn't a good idea, but I can make a difference. I can change them. This says, yeah, you can't. And that's not saying that nobody can change. They can't. It's not saying that nobody can get better. They can't. It's not saying that nobody can find God, because they can. There's second chances for everybody. But you can't do it. You can't change people's hearts. And if you get into a relationship with them, we've talked about this in the relationship series, so I'm not going to go too far into this, but if you get into a relationship with them, then feelings start to take the place and you start to compromise and all of that stuff that happens. So what that says is, hey, just remember, people are who they are. You can be the example. You can't change them. People have to make their own decision. People have free will. It's the great and bad thing about being human. There are times that every parent, that every pastor, that every one of you would say, man, I wish I could make decisions for that person. And yet, when it flips, it's like, I'm glad they don't make decisions for me. I want to make my own decisions. Because it's hard. But part of that, part of being that example, part of being better is, and this is where we get to the reflect idea, your heart is reflected in what you say and what you do and how you live. Now, there are people who try their best and don't care about anybody else. There are people who make super good grades or who are great athletes and don't care about anybody else. So I can't say that the more you care about somebody, the more successful you are in world's terms. But I can say that who you are comes out. One of the things that bothers me and bothers a lot of people is you see people who obviously aren't doing the right thing succeed sometimes. You see them win, you see them get millions of dollars, you see them uh, win title, whatever it is. Get the best grades, and maybe they cheated, or maybe they did this, or maybe they did that. And that sucks. Especially if you're like, I did my best and I didn't get it, and this, this is horrible. It eventually comes out. It may not be in this life, but who you are comes out. And so do your best to reflect that at all times. You're not going to be perfect, but do your best to reflect that at all times. That's part of wisdom. Is when you gain wisdom, show that wisdom. Be honest. Be kind. 
be loyal, be loving, all of these things. I don't like complimenting myself, and I get uncomfortable when other people do. But one of the things that people will say is that uh, they like that I am real. And that's as far as I'm going to go on the positive side for me. So they like that I am real, which means that I stand here and I say exactly what I'm thinking. I say what I'm going through. I say when I'm depressed. I say when I'm anxious. I say what I feel. That's not a trick. Last week uh, was Youth Sunday. It went amazing. Everybody that was involved, you did amazing. And uh, I had to do the senior part where I talked about the seniors. I could have prepared something. I didn't. Uh, what I wanted to do was speak from my heart. And I felt good about it, and other people said nice things about it because I just said what was in my heart. Be who you are. Some of the best advice I could give you. Be real. Be genuine. That's what you're reflecting. When you get caught up in being what other people expect, it's just not working. Uh, again, going back to the... the Iron sharpens iron, going back to the people around you, going back to the fools or fools, etc. There's a phrase, act your way into feeling, and that helps. Like when you have trouble loving somebody, you act your way into feeling. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, who you are, it's who you are. And so do your best to follow God, to get closer to Him. The closer you get to Him, the better you feel. The, the better you feel, the better you treat other people. And then you do that no matter what other people say. You go to church or youth or, or whatever else, no matter what other people say. You work hard no matter what other people say. You, you're you, no matter what other people say. Because who you are is reflected in all of that. And again, you're going to make mistakes. But learn from them. It's part of wisdom. The rest of that, it says kind of the same thing. It says that, People are never satisfied. It says that there's always going to be death and destruction. There's always going to be negativity. Uh, fire is going to test the purity of gold, and praise is going to test you. It goes back to the getting overconfident. It goes back to cutting out everybody that says no. All of this week comes down to who you are is reflected in who you are. Uh, it's said, and I agree with this, who you really are is best reflected, best showcased when nobody else is around. Because we can all put on a, a different face in front of people. Everyone, regardless of how good a person you are, everyone has at some point uh, been different with one crowd or one group than they have with another, or in one sitting than they have with another. I'm not saying that you go to school and, and you start singing hymnals. I'm not saying that you go to church and you start doing math. What I'm saying is, who you are at heart should always be who you are at heart. And people may not like it, but people are never going to like it. If you do your best, you do your best to live at peace, you do your best to gain wisdom, you do your best to show love, you do your best to be kind, you do your best to be gentle, you do your best to, to just do good. That's all you can do. Can't make everybody happy. But you can reflect what Jesus is, who Jesus is, by just how you treat people, by how you do your best, by how you grow, by saying, you know what, 
I've screwed this up before, but I'm going to do better. Or, man, this person, they're just, they never agree with me, and it's not because they actually don't, it's because they just want to make me feel bad, so I'm going to stop asking them for advice. But it's also, man, this person, they just always think everything I say is perfect, and i got to be like, hey, I need people that are honest. And then it goes to, I need to be honest. It's hard. It's hard. And the older you get, honestly, the harder it gets. To be real as an adult is hard. To be real as a teen is hard. To be real as a kid is pretty easy. Kids can say whatever they want, and people are like, oh, that's so cute. Now, the last thing I'll say is, don't confuse being real with being cruel. Don't confuse being honest and open with, well, I'm going to tell them all of their flaws, and I'm going to tell them why they're wrong. That's not what honesty means. Honesty means if you do disagree with somebody, or you do see some, somebody comes to you for advice, and you do see that they're doing the wrong thing, you say, hey, this is how I see it, or this is how I've done it, or this is what I think. And then sometimes, and this is hard for us, sometimes they're going to be like, I don't care, I disagree. And we want to hit them in the face, not literally. We want to be like, no, 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 listen, I know this. But guess what? Your parents want that with you sometimes. All we can do is do our best. Be honest. Reflect Jesus and everybody we meet. Our choices and our closest friends, that reflects who we are. How hard we try, how good we do, reflects who we are. I'm not saying how well we do, I'm saying how good, how much good. Reflects who we are. Straight A's, they're nice. That's in the grand scheme of things, who cares? Don't stop trying at school. Get the best grade you can, but get the best grade, you can, best grade you can. Just do your best. Wisdom means knowing that you're doing your best and accepting that. It means knowing that you need to have people around you that are honest and, and truthful and yet kind and loyal. Do that. And then be that type of person and keep growing, keep trying. We'll wrap up this series in a couple weeks. I think it's five weeks. I don't know how calendars work. But it all, spoiler alert, comes down to wisdom means knowing that you're doing your best and continue trying to raise that level, not to impress people, not to be better than anybody else, but to be like, hey, I can do better. It's all part of making the world better, is making yourself better, trusting Jesus, letting him build your strength, and then using that, reflecting that in everything you do. That's all I got.